Welcome to the Inspirational Corner with me, your host, Stylisha Bolton. As we encourage you here to live bold, live loud, and live authentically without apology. Welcome to another episode, everyone. And if this is your first time listening in, I encourage you to follow the podcast on Spotify, Podbean, as well as my YouTube channel, so you will not miss out on any new episodes. So with all that said, let's get into today's episode. Today, I am going to be talking about things I learned living abroad and why I desire to move back. So let me give you all a, like a brief background of when I first was exposed to my international living and why I fell in love with traveling and not knowing that traveling was going to be a lifestyle that I would create in the future for myself at this moment in my life. So in what, around 1999, 2000, I was exposed to the international lifestyle with my first duty station in the military because I joined the military like around 19 years old. And so my first duty station a year later was Iceland. And I lived in Iceland for about two years. And I'm can truly say I enjoyed every moment living in Iceland, learning the culture. I was young. So I was just doing what a normal 20 year old would do. Um, But I was not living like a normal 20 year old because I was exposed to international living. And most people at the age of 20 don't get exposed to that type of lifestyle. And so it was a culture shock, but in a great way, because I have always been a very adventurous and open-minded person, a very upbeat and lively person. So living abroad was true. It fit my personality. And the time that I was living abroad, I really felt at home and felt connected. I love the multiculturalism, diversity, and just being open to get to know other cultures. And so with that said, that's when my journey really began. And it continued um, when I end up started to live in Sicily as well. I lived in Sicily and with that experience, I was able to share with my daughters at the time, you know, they were little. And so that was an awesome experience for me as well as them. And I, I can truly say being in the military and being a veteran, I'm a veteran, of course, but being in the military, it exposed me to a great quality of life that I would not trade for nothing in the world and it has shown it showed me a quality of life that I truly continue to try to live each and every day of my life because I love multiculturalism I love diversity and so while living in Sicily you know I knew in my heart it was time to transition you know it was pretty much my time in the military was coming to an end. And so I wanted to go back to the States and kind of see what was going on and get established. And, you know, I'm, you know, they always say don't live life in regrets, but I think that's hard to say because I think we do regret some things in our life. And I don't think regret is a bad thing. I just think it helps us understand and kind of self-analyze the things that we do regret. And so from the point now and going forward that we we truly want to make decisions that is that complements who we are today and being really true and authentic to who we are and I think 
to me, regrets are a good thing. You can regret things. You know, I regret a lot of things, but it has helped me make better decisions to create a better quality of life for me and myself and my daughter and just uh, all around and just following my true desires. So with that said, moving back to America, it was a culture shock for me coming back because, you know, things had changed and the state that I got stationed in is where I'm living now, South Carolina. Living in South Carolina has been a constant culture shock for me since I've been living here. It hasn't been um, my cup of tea. The tourism here is great because it's a very tourist city where I live, you know, Charleston. I um, I live in a little sub city, but it's not far from Charleston. So I, I, I could just say Charleston, South Carolina, but Charleston, South Carolina is a very touristy state. And from my experience, I've learned that if you are coming to start your life over here, this is not the place because this is really a very slow, like I say, slow country. They call it low country, but it's very slow and it takes forever. It's not a progressive to me. I say that. This is my opinion. And some people have came here and said they love and they want to stay and they want to live here. But there's no diversity here to me. And I truly love different cultures, different races, not just one predominant race in any type of city or state. So it really hadn't been working for me and my daughter. And, you know, over the years, I have learned to make the best out of any place and to grow where you're planted. And, you know, some people are like, well, why do you stay in a place you don't really like? You know, for me, um, it was a place of healing and retreat because I didn't know that when I would come back to the U.S., and, you know, this being my last duty station, I didn't even think that I would stay or live here. And I didn't think that I would uh, have to go through the loss of losing a child. And so my two-year-old passed away. And I talk about that on other uh, podcast episodes, not really going to go in depth within that. But not knowing that would happen. So me and my oldest daughter had to deal with the grief of the loss of my two-year-old daughter and that took a toll on me and I didn't want to stay. I was really fighting to stay here, but it was like, I didn't want at the time. Um, cause I was around 28 around that time. Cause I spent most of my military career overseas, my, all, mostly all my twenties. And so coming back to the States, I was getting close to 30 and I knew I didn't want to move back to Michigan. Um, I think now maybe that would have been a better choice because I would have family to help me and stuff. And just, I would have had that support system but I just didn't want to go back home at the time and I decided to stay here um I really didn't know how I was going to you know really uh thrive in a place where I had no family friends and where the quality of life was not where I wanted the the income versus cost of living wasn't really where I wanted to where where I wanted it to be and at the time I wasn't even thinking about that you know when I chose uh South Carolina or you know got South Carolina when I was in the military for my next duty station I had no idea that you know the things that I should be looking at when I move somewhere or go somewhere um I had no idea you know I should be looking at all the things that appeals to me and so for me it was you know for me I want a place where the quality of life my quality of life is not threatened and it's a great place where my quality of life is thriving. And the things that add to that quality of life is income versus cost of living. I want my income to either equal the cost of living or be higher than um, 
my cost of living, you know? And so here it's not like that. It's like, you could have a great, uh, you know, live somewhere very nice, but your cost of living is so high and the income, they are not paying the income to maintain your cost of living. You're getting paid a lot lower for your cost of living to catch up with your cost of living. And that's a big decrease. And that's when the poverty comes into play in any city or state. And, and like I said, if I knew then what I know now, I would have not chose South Carolina at all because of that issue. And then it's not being diverse and multicultural. I like a place that just don't have African-American people because I'm, I'm a black woman. So I just don't want a place with all black people or a place with all Caucasian people. I would like a diverse place. And of course this place doesn't add diversity to my life. So with all that said, in spite of this place is beautiful for tourism. And I found my little uh, gems and jewels and hidden places like, you know, different places around South Carolina, different little cities that I loved in spite of the city that I have, you know, the little sub city I uh, live in. So with that, living in America has been challenging for me in the last 15 years, not only with dealing with the grief of the loss of my daughter, my, my oldest daughter at the time when she was younger, dealing with so many things, the loss of her sister. So we're, you know, we we had just, you know, been making it work because I really wanted her to have a stable place to finish school. I didn't want to uproot her and she making friends and stuff. You know, I did that a lot when we were, when I was in the military, but I just really wanted her to be in a stable place for her to have to develop a, a stable life and have, make friends and stuff like that. And, you know, just to have her, you know, normal life for her and not take her away from that. So that was a sacrifice I made for my daughter when she was younger at the time. And so the goal and the plan was always to leave um, South Carolina when I got to a point, you know, when she finished school basically. And so last year she finished and, you know, pandemic happened and, you know, plans got detoured. However, now at being in this point and stage, uh, in our lives, I know that living here or being here any longer just would not suffice. It would it wouldn't make any sense. And so I really have a great desire. I've been researching living abroad um since 2014 when I actually went to Paris and I was gonna, you know, wanted to move to Paris, but I realized at that time Paris wasn't for me and my daughter it was just too much going on at the time. And I'm like, mm, but I was doing a lot of research and I'm not new to living abroad, but just to update myself and research some things, some, you know, some new things, you know, cause when I lived abroad, it was a long time ago. So things have changed and evolved. And because we live in a technology advanced world, you know, YouTube is everything. And now you have influencers and people living abroad and you, they, they have their YouTube channels and you could kind of get, a little perspective a little bit but it's from their own perspective so because I have some knowledge living abroad I'm not scared to go to move back abroad and um I always had a love for France so France it was always between France and Italy and I think because I want a more more of a progressive country I don't want to be in a situation like I have been living in South Carolina where I'm I'm not happy and I'm the income and the cost of living is not equaling out or the quality of life and the diversity is not there or the dating scene is kind of sucking. I don't want that because I'm a single woman. So I want to be able to be, 
in a great place where the dating scene is really thriving, <laughs> you know, where I can meet different men and, you know, there's a variety of men for me. So with all that, I just knew that, you know, and have known really in my heart that the U.S. is not where my heart is. And uh, South Carolina has been a great place for me to get that clarification and understand that it served its purpose for me and my daughter to have somewhere stable to heal to you know really just to retreat you know and to build myself back up you know and to build herself back up and to move on it is it has always been a place of transition not a forever place that I wanted to stay and so with living abroad I learned three key things that really helped me to keep me going. And I know three years ago, like in 2019, I really had to get back to my living abroad mindset and lifestyle because the Americanized lifestyle with the living to work and doing, 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 chasing a dollar, you know, that mindset had to go. And so getting back to my work to live mindset has truly been a blessing for me and it has really helped me live differently than the Americanized way that we have been so prone to live and been to me uh I feel brainwashed to live and so I want to give you all three things that helped me really flourish and and, and what I learned living abroad and how it's helping me now and why I truly desire to move back abroad. So the first thing is slowing down. I feel like this key concept of slowing down the places I live, especially in Europe, has taught me well. Iceland was the number one country that taught me how to slow down, embrace the present moment enjoy nature because I'm a, a nature girl I love being outdoors but to enjoy the beauty of God's beautiful creation as well as Sicily was another uh, country that taught me how to slow down so because I feel like when you live your life in the present moment you're creating a moment of self-awareness and you're becoming focused on what's going on in the present moment, not the past, not the future, but what's going on in the present moment and how it's adding to your life. You get to see the miracles. You get to see the blessing and all the serendipitous moments come forth in your life. The second thing that really opened my eyes up living abroad, especially in Europe, was the work to live mentality, like I discussed a little bit. And I feel like it is so important to have a work-life balance in your life and understand that working truly any job you have, any business that you have or career is truly to help you either add to your quality of life and lifestyle or build a better quality of life and lifestyle. And so I know that was something that I needed in my life and having that focus in my life, especially in my 20s, a work-to-live mindset, even in the military, like having that work-to-live life. I, I can't lie. Anywhere you go, anywhere you live, any job you have, career, whatever business, you're going to have ups and downs. There is no 
perfect place or perfect business, you're going to have challenges and challenges are there to make us grow there to help us become a better version of who we are. So I don't regret challenges, but sometimes you come to a point in your life where if you're in an environment where it's not conducive to your growth, where you know you're growing, but the environment is just constantly really it's not flowing with your growth, but it's really uh, what detracting your growth or beating down your growth. It's time to go. And I knew I knew that, especially with South Carolina, it was just not flowing with my growth. The environment was not progressive and it wasn't it hasn't been sustaining me and my daughter mentally emotionally and so because I didn't want to be living to work like in the American culture we live to work we chase after a paycheck we chase after a dollar and we're our whole life is surrounded about who we are we, we think our work and our job title is who we are instead of really understanding that work is just a added thing or added resource to help to complement our lifestyle and I know, like I said, living abroad, it taught me how to work to live, knowing that work is just a resource to help me create the lifestyle I want or creating or actually picking a career or business or having a business or a job to work around my lifestyle and not my work becoming my life. So that's important. And the last thing, number three, I talked about it a little bit, diversity and multiculturalism living abroad i have been exposed to so many people places and things and even in the military there was so many different cultures and so many people i met from uh spanish um to filipino it just made you embrace so many different cultures i know uh i used to be a part of i think i forgot our um i can't remember what the uh what committee it was but it was about we always every month we had different events for different cultures and um it was a great thing and I was part of that committee and I loved it you know we would uh you know get together as a command or as a job you you would say in the civilian world get together but that's what we call um people that are not in the military civilians but in the um when you're not in the military you just get together and just have these things to expose you to different people and different cultures and what they do and they you know what are their traditions and I thought that was so awesome because it really gave me clarity on not making assumptions you know because sometimes as Americans we can be egotistical and have an Americanized mindset that everybody should speak English but to me if you're going to another country and you know you're entering that country you, it's disrespectful to feel like why why are they not speaking English? They need to speak my language. No, you're in their country, so it's disrespectful not to try to speak their language. Cause I know when I went to Paris, I made sure I, you know, I didn't know French, but I I listened to a CD that had French on it, and I said I'm gonna teach myself at least basic words like hello, bonjour, um, bye, au revoir, um, you know, just basic words that I can learn and that I'm, I don't have to be perfect in the language, but if I'm making an effort to say, bonjour, comment allez-vous, j'ai parlé anglais, you know, those things, you know, that I'm, you know, brushing up on now because <laughs> I love the French culture. I'm a Francophile, but 
just to brush up on my French and to learn French. And so I made a conscious effort to do that because when I did that, the stereotypes that I've heard of French people are this and that, that we make stereotypes because we're not willing to change. And that to me is where racism come in, ignorance of learning about somebody else's culture, somebody else's traditions or customs, instead of being judgmental because you choose not to learn, not to be open-minded about diversity and multiculturalism. That's what I'm trying to say. So to me, when you learn about other cultures and traditions, it expands your mindset. If you're willing for your mindset to be expanded, just like I said before, if you're a very close-minded person, you're not going to be open to learning about another person's culture, another person's background. And I think that's so important. So those three things have really made an impact on my coming back to America. And even now, as I get back into implementing, slowing down a work to live lifestyle and being around diversity, I realize I thrive off of multicultural places, living in a place where I'm, like I said, I'm only seeing one race or culture. It, it does it don't help me. It makes make me feel like I'm just not in a place where I need to be because I thrive off of diversity and multiculturalism. So with all that said, I hope if you ever wanted to live overseas or, you know, you, you have the yearning and passion and, and the desire to move overseas, do it. I think we get one life. It's not a dress rehearsal. And I think it's so important to live life on your own terms and be happy. I just refuse to live a life anymore that I'm suppressing myself and suppressing my joy and desires. And I'm not happy. I think it's so important to do what makes you happy in your life. And that's to me, that's when you won't have any regrets because you're finally starting to follow your authentic path instead of somebody else's plan or path or journey for your life. You're not trying to fit into the status quo you're not trying to make everybody happy so if you have a desire to live abroad start doing the research Uh, go you know jump into it you know of course do research see what feels comfortable for you and if you do not have a passport and never been to another country I encourage you yes traveling throughout the U.S. is pretty good it's nice it's beautiful and if you can't you know if you're not able to get a passport at this time that's fine but a passport is only 110 dollars I'm telling you it's the best investment I made in true enough, the military gave me my head start on life with getting a passport. And I have not, I'm telling you, I have not, not had a passport. I just renewed my passport last year. And when I got it in the mail, it was just like, oh my God, I'm ready to go back abroad. So I encourage you don't shortchange your life and don't shortchange yourself. You never know what life is or how life will open you up to a new way of thinking if you don't take the first step and and break those struggles of fear you have to face your fear if you're willing to so i really hope this episode really inspired you and that you enjoy hearing about the things that i learned living abroad and why i choose and why i truly desire to move back abroad I think sooner than later (laughs) Um, I'm I'm not gonna say when but I know that is a great desire and I know how I am and so I feel like I'll be living abroad sooner than later and I keep you all updated but I try to move in silence so with all that said you know here at the inspirational corner 
we always encourage you to live bold, live loud, and live authentic life without apology. Until the next time, everyone have a beautiful week.